This is Blooming Transformations with your host, Laura Kossoff. Welcome to Blooming Transformations. I'm Laura Kossoff, and I'm so pleased to have the opportunity to talk with today's guest. Sifu Rubia of Weiwu Tai Chi discovered the benefits of Tai Chi and Qigong as a way to heal herself after the loss of a miscarriage. It is her mission to share these ancient healing practices with others, giving them the tools to maintain health, rejuvenate their bodies, and recapture youthful energy and equanimity in their lives. Rubia's training includes classical young family-style Tai Chi, Yoga Naga, and Iron Shirt Qigong. She has taught in community centers, drug and alcohol rehabilitation centers, and private group classes, along with speaking engagements at corporate functions, including the Oprah Winfrey Network offices in Los Angeles. She recently created the online courses Tai Chi Fundamentals for Beginners and Qigong for Grounding. Welcome, Rubia. Hi, Laura. Thank you. So to begin with, would you describe Tai Chi and Qigong? Sure, I would love to. I'll start with Qigong because that is kind of the base. If we take the word Qi and we isolate that word, it means vital force, vital energy, prana in yogic tradition. So it's everything that animates our bodies and nature and everything around us. And if we isolate the word gong, it means to work or cultivate. So qigong is working, cultivating our vital force. Tai chi is a martial expression of qigong. Tai chi is oftentimes the second part of a kung fu student's practice where they reach to the next stage, creating the ultimate efficiency to their Kung Fu practice. So from a yang and outward physical expression to a yin receptive and yielding energetic expression. The Tao states, when two great forces oppose each other, the victory will go to the one that knows how to yield. So Tai Chi is that yielding practice. Qigong practices are usually developed for a variety of reasons. Some of them can be medical, some spiritual, and some martial. Tai Chi and Qigong are ancient technologies that span over 800 years. And they're there to cultivate our life force that we're all born with. That life force gets hardened along the way as we age. And just as life happens to us, life is a difficult thing. Um, We're living and breathing organisms with a vital life force moving through us. Everything around us is moving with some kind of vitality. And these practices develop this vitality, something like an energy management system. It's the action of connecting breath to gentle movement. We don't realize that as we move through our life, our daily tasks, we're not mindfully breathing. So practices like this brings us back to a mindful breath, hopefully cultivating a deeper breath and really creating strength, endurance, awareness into our own vitality. Mm. And would you explain more about the breath awareness? 
in these breath awareness moments with a regular practice we end up creating a very strong point of grounding an internal place to come back to a cauldron from which we can stand strong feel rooted feel creative feel at peace so the everyday chaos of life doesn't seem completely overwhelming so please tell us about your work and your journey to what you're doing now. My work in relationship to these practices is simply to be a facilitator for those who are curious about Tai Chi and who've never tried it. I usually work intuitively when I'm in class, so I rarely arrive in class prepared. I like to tune in to, to students, and unfortunately with COVID, that changed the landscape for me. But it did create another opportunity for me to create an online space. And as far as my journey, when I found these moving meditations, it really helped me along my healing journey. I discovered Tai Chi in 2007, but I've had a yoga practice since 2000. And both times I was brought to these practices through some kind of loss. These practices for me became a place where I could find light. Yoga has always been my personal refuge and space where I go to heal. Although I've done some teacher trainings, I've never really been called to teach yoga. Because when you teach something, you essentially give it away. But when I discovered Qigong and Tai Chi and that next level of healing, I felt like it never really belonged to me. And any time that I was brought to these practices, it was always through a really deep personal loss. And in that loss, we, we discover things. I think one of the most important things that we're faced with is our own self-healing and the importance of what that actually means. Because when we invest in our self-healing, we heal those around us. And then that process itself just continues to expand outwards. It isn't a process that contracts, but expands. And the importance of self-healing, when we start that small, it's pretty incredible how it, it can grow. So as a collective, I feel that we're in that place right now. Yeah, really deep stuff. Now shifting a little to the health benefits, Dr. Peter Wang, a Harvard researcher and longtime Tai Chi teacher, shares his findings on Tai Chi's health benefits in the Harvard Medical School Guide to Tai Chi. Specifically, he discusses how Tai Chi can enhance work productivity, creativity, physical performance, manage stress, and relieve pain. So would you tell us more about how Tai Chi can help improve our overall well-being? Well, this book is a great resource. I highly recommend it. The first thing I would say is that we have to remember that Tai Chi is a sensual process, meaning that we need to activate the senses. So reading about Tai Chi and doing Tai Chi are two very different experiences. To elaborate a little bit more on his specific findings, there is a neuromuscular synergy to Tai Chi, and that is expressed and found in the sequence, the timing, and the combination of muscle groups being activated with a result of soothing the autonomous nervous system with the coordination and attention of breath to movement, activating relaxation, tissue massage, awareness, and focus to the present moment as a principle of mindfulness and meditation. 
as Dr. Wayne describes in his research, shows that these are positive attributes to successful productivity, athletic performance, stress and pain management. We're basically allowing the body to be in a state of active relaxation, which can deepen into a state of homeostasis and self-repair. You've shared that from your perspective, Tai Chi comes down to intention, not goals. In our very goal-oriented society, how can individuals embrace this practice? That's a great question. Well, (laughs) as the saying goes, where focus goes, energy flows. So wherever you put your intention, this is where your energy is going to go and will manifest. So in either direction, uh, negative or positive, wherever you put that energy, that's where it's going to, to manifest for you. It's difficult for people to loosen the grips on controlling everything. We try to control by nature. The Tai Chi practice can help develop the art of letting go. To this practice, it's best suited to arrive empty in order to fully embrace what this practice has to offer. The simple act of letting go and trusting is the most beautiful and powerful starting point. It was interesting to learn that Tai Chi follows the principles of the Tao, Taoism. Would you explain that? When our bodies are in a moving meditation, they're in the present moment. And I would say that's in the spirit of the Tao. The first passage in the Tao Te Ching says, if you can describe the Tao, then it isn't the Tao. So that's a really challenging place to start in answering that question. But the classical Chinese text uh, has many translations, and my favorite one, because it's one of the simplest ones to read and the easiest to understand, is the translation by Stephen Mitchell. If you look at the word, the Tao, it simply means the way, in terms of allowing nature to unfold itself in its natural process. Effortless action, not forcing anything. And trusting that everything in nature gets done without any effort. So the practice of Tai Chi is an expression of the Tao. As you dive deeper into your practice, into um, the movements, you're developing these ideas or uh, philosophies of just allowing. If you look at nature, nature is the moving meditation. So staying in that energetic flow, being in flow, being in our natural state. A page from the Tao or a verse from the Tao, practice not doing and everything will fall into place. Yeah, that reminds me of the quote, nature does not hurry, yet everything is accomplished. Yeah, exactly. I don't know which numbered verse that is in the Tao Te Ching, but that's the best way to describe it. Absolutely. You've expressed that Tai Chi is an invitation to discovery and not something that one can teach. So would you share more about that? I would say the old saying, uh, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. In that scenario, I'm not the teacher. The practice is the teacher, and it will reveal itself along the way. How have Tai Chi and Qigong affected your yoga practice? So that question is always a difficult one to answer because I don't like influencing people's yoga practices with my own experience. However, Tai Chi and Qigong or 
energy, life force, cultivation has helped me in, go deeper into my breath to movement work. And I guess um, the most significant effect has been creating lightness and buoyancy in my yoga practice. And vice versa, they both influence each other. My yoga practice affects or influences my Tai Chi practice and Qigong practice and the other way around. Part of the evolution of qi work or qi cultivation is you're working on the energy body. So when we speak about physical pain or, you know, physical challenges, when you're developing a, a qigong practice, you're, you're working on your energy body. When you develop your energy body, you're able to almost exist outside of your physical body and that just, uh, it, it helps alleviate pain. So that's another experience um, of qi work and qigong that, that I've encountered. Just creating a lightness in the physical body and a higher vibration or higher frequency into your energy body through these, these types of practices. Interestingly, research has shown that Tai Chi has many health benefits that may be especially helpful for seniors, like improved cognitive functioning, decreased risk of falling from developing better balance and flexibility, and less pain, specifically from issues like arthritis. In other countries, such as China, older people often gather in parks, hundreds of them, to practice Tai Chi. So do you see this practice gaining popularity in the U.S., knowing what we know now about the health benefits for older people and for everyone? Yes, and it's a beautiful scene to watch. I actually really enjoy just watching Tai Chi. As far as gaining popularity, I would hope so. The more information that's out there is great in the sense that it will gain popularity as more people share the practice and the work. Tai Chi seems to coincide with a certain season of a person's life. People have a tendency to discover Tai Chi in the later season of the winter season of their life, because that's typically the part of your life that you really want to start letting things go. And Tai Chi is a practice fundamentally about letting go, letting go and allowing. So that's the coincidence or the serendipity of Tai Chi and older practitioners. However, with the health benefits, uh, if you develop these practices earlier, you're just setting yourself up for a stronger winter season. You've recently created the courses Tai Chi Fundamentals for Beginners and Qigong for Grounding. I'm grateful to have had the chance to watch the Tai Chi one and really appreciated the opportunity to learn so much more about it and see the gentle flow of the movements. So please tell us about these courses that you've created. I would love to, and thank you for the opportunity to do that. These courses were created with the beginner in mind. For the Tai Chi class, I've broken it down into manageable chapters and segments. I think each chapter is either under eight minutes or slightly above eight minutes, but they're manageable. So if you have a busy schedule, then it's, it's something that you can manage. 
by the end of the course, the student basically has a complete sequence to continue and develop a personal practice. What's great about Tai Chi is that it doesn't require any props. So having this practice as you travel through life and through the world, it's just a wonderful thing to have. We really addressed some of the principles of Tai Chi, which is rootedness, focusing on awareness and mindfulness, connecting breath to movement, opening up the waist, the hand to eye movement. So we go through those principles in this course. And the Qigong for grounding is mainly one main lesson with a bunch of handouts with details on all the meridians. And I've created 3D graphics as visual aids. They're gentle movements, again, to keep us grounded and to develop our qi. And do you have any final thoughts or words you would share with someone who may not have any experience with Tai Chi or Qigong? and may want to learn more and possibly even practice them. If you're looking to develop a mind-body-spirit practice, then along with yoga, tai chi, and qigong are, are definitely pathways to developing those or unifying those, um, those three points, those connections. Well, the encouragement comes from try it. Even if you don't go through the courses that I offer, there's information out there and there are practices available everywhere. So I would say try and see if it works. It usually works for people who have a hard time sitting and meditating, which was a case for me. If you like being in your body or if you need to be in your body, uh, these are great practices. You can find out more about Rubia's work, including her courses, on her website, weiwutaichi.online. Listeners will have access to a 50% launch discount by using VIP code BLOOM50. This will remain available through the end of the year. I will include this link to her website on my podcast page on Buzzsprout and also with the podcast listings on my website. Rubia, thank you so much for being here today and for all that you've shared with us. It's been a true privilege to learn about your healing journey and your dedicated path to bringing the wisdom of these ancient practices to others for their own healing and wellness. Thank you very much. Thank you, Laura. Thank you for this opportunity to share this art and my work. I love what you're doing with your podcast in giving people a platform to do so and also the positive vibration that you're bringing to the world, I think, is important and, and beautiful. So thank you. Thank you very much for listening. This is Laura Kossoff. To learn more about my work, please visit my website, bloominglifepossibilities.com. The contents of this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and not intended as medical advice. Please consult with qualified health professionals on any matters relating to your own health and wellness.